Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's your favorite, favorite, favorite credit hero. There's a lot of credit heroes out there, but of course, there's only one that's your favorite. Again, tonight is another super, super awesome episode. Tonight's topic is, can having bad credit become costly? And without further ado, we're going to go and get this show started. going on what's going on it's ronnie francois your host and your favorite credit hero and thank you for joining us this evening tonight you know if you're watching or listening to this live and if you're watching listen to the replay again i definitely definitely want to thank you and the topic for today is can having bad credit become costly um, so we all know that credit is something that impacts every one of our lives and in certain situations depending on where you're at it can definitely be costly. Um, so again, so we want to, uh, you know, start off. We want to talk about the, f- the five components that make up your credit score. Because in order to understand credit, you have to know what make up your credit. What kind of makes sense? So the first one is your payment history. Thirty-five um, percent of your credit score is your payment history, and then the second one is your credit utilization, your credit usage, which is thirty percent. So if you don't control nothing else on your credit report, your payment history and your credit utilizations are two things that you can control. That's 65% of your scores right there. So if you're not paying your bills on time and you're going about that 30%, um, you know, 65% out of 100 is a no-win situation. So again, those are two things that you can definitely control. And the third thing is your credit history. Uh, A long time ago, I mean, like a few years ago, if you had a good credit score, maybe like 670, 700, 720, you could pretty much get, you know, a lot of things that you want. You have a lot of options. Um, but now, lady, when you go to the banks or financial institution, they look, they look at your credit profile. They say, hey, you know, what have you been doing the last 24 months, the last 12 months? So your credit profile is very, very important. So that's why some that's why you know if you take a person that has a 720 credit score, um, they, they might get denied credit. But yes, somebody that have a 670 might get approved. It's because of your credit profile. They're looking at the whole thing. What have you been doing the last 12 months, the last 24 months? So that's why that's 15% of your score. So again, 35% of your payment history, 30% of your credit utilization, 15% is your credit profile. And the fourth one is Again, new credit, because periodically you have to add new credit. And I know, um, so we all know from the past about hard inquiries. So when you do get new credit, um, you will get a hard inquiry. So you kind of have to be careful when you when you add a new credit. So it's kind of like, do you really need that new credit or are you just getting it just to be getting it? So, of course, that's um, 10% of your credit score. So you just want to be careful with that. And we all know that the hard inquiry stays on your credit report for 24 months, um, but even though it only impact your credit score for 12 months, but having too many hard inquiries would definitely, definitely look bad. So of course, again, there's 10% of your credit score, but you want to be careful. And the last piece is your type of credit. So you got revolving credit and we have installments. 
So revolving is like credit cards, installments for like mortgage, car payment, uh, you know, stuff once you pay off, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be in credit for it no more. So so you wanna have a mixture of both, which is really, really, really important. Um, so to help us with the credit piece, um, as consumers, you have certain rights and a lot of people don't know their rights. Um, that's why when it comes to TransUnion, Equifax, Experian, we kind of get bamboozled. Um, you know, they have us thinking that they can do whatever they want with our credit report, put whatever they want on it, take whatever they want to take off. Uh, you know, they pretty much play with us pretty much because they know that we don't know the laws. And there's a couple federal agencies that are in place to protect us as a consumer. One is the FCRA, Fair Credit Reporting Act, which actually was established in 1970. And that's basically protect your right as a consumer, your rights to privacy, which is really, really important. Um, so again, FCRA, Fair Credit Reporting Act, is in place to protect you as a consumer. Um, and that's just something you can easily look up yourself, find out what some of your rights are. Um, so one, one of the topic, one of the things I realized when I had bad credit a long time ago was that my credit situation could actually impact me getting a job. Yeah, that's right. Uh, somebody out there right now listening or somebody watching the replay um, or in a job that they don't really like and they want to get a different job. They want to move up the chain, but they can't because of the credit situations. Um, now, is it legal? Um, no. But there are certain jobs where you have to have good credit. So if you're working in a bank, um, they kind of want you to have good credit. Not that you're going to steal the money or you're an evil person, but they just assume that you're just not responsible. So uh, they figure if you're not responsible with your money, how can they trust you to handle their money, handle their finance? So that's very, very important when it comes to that. Um, so um, so that's, what, that's what that is. And then another thing, too, let's just say uh, – you want to become a police officer. I believe certain states, in order to become a, a police officer, you have to have, you know, a certain type of credit. Because I remember a long time ago, like a long, long time ago, I was working for this company and I was a system manager. It was in the, it was in the food industry. And, you know, I liked my job. I was pretty good at my job. But the only thing is a new company took over. And when they took over, they anyone that was in management, um, they kind of ran it the credit, and they also ran the background. Um, now, you know, I, I didn't have nothing bad on my background, still clean and knock on wood, but um, my credit wasn't that good, and they wanted not keeping me because of my credit. Um, they didn't come out and tell me that, but later on, you know, after talking to, like, another one um, manager, they, they told me that that's the reason they didn't keep me. So having um, bad credit or negative items on your credit can impact you getting a job, uh, which is illegal. Um, in some states, it's not legal, but um, at the end of the day, it can definitely impact your credit. Um, again, so so another impact of having bad credit, uh, you know, the topic of the show is having having bad having bad credit or poor credit will usually cost you more. Uh, that is true. Uh, for example, like if you if you have bad credit or poor credit, your interest rate is typically is going to be higher. Um, so that's one that's one of the way that it costs you a lot more money. Um, so if you have bad credit, you know, you might be paying 10 percent. And somebody that has good credit, excellent credit, might be paying zero percent. 
or 5%. So again, that's why having bad credit can actually cost you more. Because sometimes in some situation, you're paying like double or triple what someone else will pay. So exactly. So we're going to look at a couple examples, like this one right here. Um, someone getting a car, look at that, 28%. <laughs> That's a lot of money, 28%. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, you're buying a car for X amount of dollars, charge you 28%. I mean, that, again, just having having bad credit, poor credit can cost you more. And next example, right here, you're buying a house. Um, look at somebody that got a 550 credit score and someone has a credit score of 740. Um, There's a, a total amount. So the 560, per, 560 credit scores, they pay an average of about 12 point. 13%, and a person with a 740 credit score, yeah, less than 5%. So that's a big difference. So another example of how having bad credit can actually cost you more. Um, so I got one more example. Okay, another example. You're buying a car. Someone with someone um, paying 26% with, with poor credit, and someone paying 6% with good credit. Um, so you can, see, you can see the difference, a whole 20% difference. Um, so that means somebody's paying, you know, six hundred dollars for for one month. The next person's paying three hundred eighty-seven dollars. So that's the difference of two hundred and twelve dollars. Again, this is how bad credit, poor credit, can actually cost you more. And here, uh, another example: a twenty thousand dollars auto loan. Um, someone with good credit is paying six percent, costing three hundred eighty-seven dollars a month. Someone that got credit that's not so good. Paying five ninety nine a month, paying twenty six percent. I mean, that's a big difference. So those are examples of how poor credit can actually cost you more. Um, so again, and then you know, so if you if you do you have bad credit, it's not the end of the world because uh, a lot of people when they have bad credit, they just kind of act like it's the end of the world. I mean, so it can be devastating, but to be honest with you, it's only devastating if you do not take action. Or if you don't know what to do, how to fix it. I think that's the biggest thing because most people think, well, you know, hey, I'm going to just ignore it for seven years. It's going to eventually go away. Yes, after seven years, most of the stuff, if not all of it, will eventually fall off your credit. But what happens in that seven years? That's the thing. You still need to get a house. still need to get a car. still need to get a cell phone in your name. still need to get cable. So you still have to survive within that seven years. So sometimes just sitting around waiting for that seven years for the negative to come off is not always the best strategy. The goal is, you know, to attack the credit, do what you have to do to improve your credit. Because as a consumer, there are some federal laws that are in place to protect your right, your right to privacy. Uh, so again, the FCRA, Fair Credit Reporting Act, the FDCPA, Truth and Lending Act, these are agencies, federal agencies that are in place to protect you uh, but again, most of us don't know about these agencies because we just don't know. They didn't teach us this stuff in school. We learned about the Pythagorean theorem, photosynthesis, Mars, we dissect the frog. I mean, when the last time did you use the Pythagorean theorem? I mean, really, when was the last time you used the Pythagorean theorem? My point exactly. But yet, those are the things that they told us how to, how to do. But they didn't teach us about the FCRA, FDCPA, um, Truth and Lending Act. They didn't teach us those stuff. So right now we're about to go ahead and take commercial break and we will come back. We're gonna we're gonna dig deep, we're gonna go deep a little bit more into it right after this commercial break. Got some bills to pay. 
Hey guys, it's your boy, Alan M. Newman Jr. Um, I am one of the hosts for He Said What, which airs every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You do not want to miss it. We are on YouTube. Make sure you go like and subscribe. Let your friends know about it so you get the alert for every time the show is getting ready to come on. The premise of the show is to have black men and women um, come on where we discuss latest topics um, that are important to the community, trending topics. You never know. It could be about dating, relationships, sex, careers, children. You never know what you're going to get. But it's every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once again, make sure that you go on YouTube so you like and subscribe so you can be a part of it. You never know what you're going to get. Looking forward to having you join us and looking forward to having you tune in with us. Have an amazing day. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, if you're watching the replay, Ronnie Francois, your favorite credit hero. So, again, we're picking right up. So one of the reasons why some of us, because, you know, some, some of us have bad credit, for no fault of our own. We were just handed the, some bad cards and it happened. Some of us had bad credit because we were just irresponsible. Let's, let's just face the facts. But what most of us do not know is, and I didn't know it neither, about these agencies that are in place to protect our right as a consumer. And that's the thing, it's consumer law. And that's, that's, that's what really makes it um, difficult. It is difficult to refinance your car note or house if your credit, if you uh, no, so uh, V Lima asked the question: Is it difficult? No, it's not difficult to um to refinance if you uh, if you have good credit. Uh, hey, P's intuition. Hey, how you doing, P? How you doing? I appreciate appreciate you guys. Love you guys. No, it's not difficult to refinance your car note, your house, if you improve your credit. Right? If you have good credit, that makes it a lot easier because the bank want to give you that money if you got good credit. So again, back to the FCRA. FDCPA, Truth and Lending Act, these are agencies that are in place to protect your right as a consumer. Again, you have to remember, Experience, TransUnion, Equifax, they're just like another Walmart, another Kmart. The only difference is they have impact on your livelihood. And these um, these reporting agencies, if you look in the Fair Credit Reporting Act, they're, by law, they don't have no right to collect your information. If you look under the Fair Credit Report, it says in the very beginning, the credit reporting agencies assume they assume the right to collect your information. So that means you, you have to give them the right to collect your information. So if you look under the Truth Lending Act, for example, like if you go get a car, right, or if you get a mortgage, you get a student loan, under 15 U.S.C. 1680, 16, uh, 15 U.S.C. 6802, um, there are certain um, notices that they actually have to give you before they put that stuff on your credit report. So again, when it comes to student loan, mortgages, card notes, those items do not have to be on your credit report unless you want it to be on there because you actually have the right to opt out. Again, this is stuff that you can look up. You don't have to take my word for it. 15 U.S.C. 6802, it tells you that. They have to tell you how they're going to use how they want. They have to tell you, first they have to tell you before they put on your credit report. We're going to put this on your credit report. And then they also have to give you the option to opt out if you want to opt out. So there's certain procedures that they have to follow. So again, you know, when it comes to student loan, mortgages, car payments, those things do not have to be on your credit report unless you want it to be on your credit report. That's how powerful these laws are. Again, this is stuff that you can look up to. Again, the goal of this show is, of course, we know I'm the credit hero. The goal is to make you a credit hero, make some else in your household credit hero. Let's just say if you had five people in your household and five of them had a credit score like 750 or 800. I mean, just imagine what you could do. So again, I don't want to be the only credit hero 
Um, I want you to do credit hero too. So that way we all can do a little bit more different. So right now I'm about to go over a couple of different laws that on the books that can help you. And this segment is called, did you know? So again, so a lot of people have, have had, you know, debt collectors reached out to them before. Um, you know, I had in the past, you know, you might be listening, you might have now, but did you know before that collector um, communicate with you, they actually had to have your permission. Um, they had to have your consent to communicate with you. That's right. Before they communicate with you, they need your consent. So on the 15 USC 60, uh, 15 USC 1692, they have to have your consent um, to, to uh, communicate with you. So if they don't have that consent, they cannot. Again, another one is um, that you know you can actually get paid for having bad credit. Uh, that's right, because actually, you know, so of course, you know, if you have bad credit, you pay higher interest rate, it costs you more, but that you know you can actually get paid for having bad credit. I know what I'm saying is really not making no sense, right? Yes, that's right. So when you dispute a negative value credit report, typically you're disputing it uh, because it's something that's on it that shouldn't be on it, or maybe illegally obtain information. So so you can actually sue uh, the debt collectors or the fair credit report um, or the credit reporting agencies and put negative items in your credit report. You can sue them up to $1,000 for every violation. So again, if they violate your right, you can actually take them to court. I mean, of course, there's a process. First, you have to reach out to them. Hey, look, you have to let them know, hey, look, you violated my right. Then the second letter, you probably gonna have to tell them, what do you want? Uh, you say, hey, look, you violated my right, and these are my demands because you violated my right. Then if they don't give you the results that you want, you can actually sue them. And in, in some cases, even if they give you the result that you want, you can still sue them because at the end of the day, they violate your right. So that's 15 U.S.C. 1681N, civil liability. 15 U.S.C. 1681N, civil liability. You can sue them up to $1,000 per violation. That's very, very important to know. Um, so, again, sometimes we do get, I do get questions from people that have, you know, either they reach out through my inbox, my DM, or they go to um, info, uh, info at RonnieFrancois.com. Uh, so I definitely, definitely want you to encourage if you do have questions, uh, you can reach me on here, put it in the chat, info at RonnieFrancois.com, or you can reach me on Instagram, Mr. Ronnie underscore Credit Hero. So the first question, also the first question is, um, since I have money, I don't need credit. <laughs> is it better to spend my money it is better to spend my money and not worry about credit. And that, that's true. Uh, you know, if you have, a, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank, you're right. You don't need nobody credit. But that's not the point of credit. The point of credit is give you options. Um, so I like to eat pizza. I like pepperoni, but everybody don't like pepperoni. So let's just say, like, you know, you might somebody might like cheese. Somebody might like uh, pineapples, anchovies, you know, olives, whatever. And that's what it does is gives you options. It gives you choices. And me and some of the people out there, you might actually like choices. So that's what credit does. This is give you options, give you choices. Um, let's just say you have a son, a daughter, favorite niece, favorite cousin. They graduate in college, and you want to give them a nice, um, let's say, um, let me see, a 2012 Infinity G G37X um, might run you around like 15 grand. Yeah, so you could go into your savings, take out 15 grand, and you can actually buy that car. 
or because you have good credit, you can go to the bank, borrow 15 grand, and then you know pay back with little or no interest. Um, so over time, you pay that 15 grand back, and then the cost paid off. You still have your 15 grand in your bank account, and that's pretty much what, what credit does. It just gives you options. It gives you an option to spend other people's money. Um, I know a lot of time uh, when people in relationship, um, you know, I'm not going to say which sex, one sex, you know, rather spend the other person's money than spend their own money. So that's pretty much what credit does. It lets you tap into other money that you, other people's money that you normally wouldn't, you know. Again, if you have bad credit, uh, people are going to be reluctant to share their money with you. Um, uh, so the next question is, how can I remove bankruptcy? Um, so again, there's a million different ways to skin a cat. So I'm going to go two of them real quick. The first one is real simple. You're going to pull your credit. You're going to analyze it. You're going to find the bankruptcy in your credit report. You're going to send a dispute letter to whichever credit report agency. And nine out of 10 times, it's going to come back verified. And then it's probably going to say that they get your, they got your information from the courts. Um, so we know for sure that the court don't share that information with third-party company. So you're going to write a letter to the court. And the court, you're going to say, hey, look, um, I was not aware that you shared my non-public information with third-party agencies. And the court is going to write you back and say, no, we don't share your information. And then so you're going to take that letter, uh, the one from the court and the one from the credit reporting agency, you're going to send it back to credit reporting agency and say, hey, look, you lied. You told me that you got this information from the court. Uh, so this is my reason for you. You have Now you have to remove because you lied. Uh, this information is not accurate. Um, so that is one of the ways of doing it. Uh, so it can't work. It just takes a little length. It's a little lengthy process. Um, the second one is, uh, so typically bankruptcies are reported by LexisNexis, you know, slash stream or uh, Pacer. Um, these are secondary reporting. Uh, these are secondary credit reporting agencies. They report to the top three. Um, so you reach out to those two. You put a freeze on your credit report. You put a freeze to those two bureaus. And then now, once you get a notice or letter to mail or notification that the freeze is in place, then you would dispute the item with that consumer reporting agency. And that, that way, it should come back. It should be unverifiable because you already put a, you already put a freeze with these other reporting agencies. Um, so, again, there is multiple ways of removing bankruptcy. So if you have bankruptcy on your credit report, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, you don't have to wait that seven to uh, 10 years, depending on which one you have, or with, depending on which bankruptcy you have. So you can actually remove bankruptcy. Um, again, it can be a little tedious because the first time you dispute a negative item off your credit report, um, it may not always come off the first time. Sometimes it might take multiple round of letters. And then sometimes you might actually have to sue these consumer report agencies. So um, it, just, it just really depends. Um, so it, it is doable. But it's not always fast, though. Um, okay, so the third question is, who is your favorite hero or heroes? Um, uh, that's really easy. Um, it's, it's really my kids, <laughs> Kayana and Kyrie. Um, so when I was growing up, um, I have 11 sisters and brothers, seven older brothers and sisters. Um, no, I, I really didn't have no hero. Um, I just didn't have no hero. And then once I, once I had kids... And I realized uh, the motivation that they gave me, the energy that they gave me, my wives. Um, so they became my heroes. Um, I'm sure they look up to me as their heroes, but in reality, they're the real heroes. So um, my kids are my hero. Yep.
Okay, so the next question is, why the school system don't teach about credit? Oh, that's a very good question. Again, in the very beginning of this episode, we talked about, they teach about the Pythagorean theorem, photosynthesis, dissected frog, learn about the Mars, Moon, Saturn, Pluto, but they, they neglect to leave out um, credit financial literacy. Um, and to this day, I'm still scratching my head finding why they're not doing it. Um, so with me, typically, if I see a problem, um, instead of complaining about it, I look for a solution. Even if my solution is not the best solution, and believe it or not, sometimes my solutions do not work, but I try to find a solution for it. So when I realized that the school system wasn't doing it about it, that's why I wrote my first book, Break the Cycle and Live with Bad Credit. And then I wrote the 10 Credit Commandments because I believe I can actually make an impact. Now, will I be able to change the world by myself? Probably not, but... If you become a credit hero, get a couple more credit heroes across the street, a couple more credit heroes down the street, together we can make a positive impact. Um, so the next question is, uh, do you have a solution for the teacher shortage? Actually, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Actually, so me and my other business partner, we have a program in place. It's called the Teacher Incentive uh, Program because we realized there was a teacher shortage throughout the United States. And I love teachers, you know, um, because I believe what they do is so important. Uh, when my kids were young, I used to go to the schools. Uh, we used to have lunch, we used to have pizza, but now that you know, my daughter's in high school, my son is in middle school, and they're definitely too cool for all that, but um, I definitely uh, have a love for teachers, a passion for teachers. So yes, it's the teacher incentive program. So if you're a teacher, educator, um, we definitely do have this program that's available. They reach out to me, you know, text me, tweet me, email me, and I'll definitely send that information too. The next question is, uh, what is the best dispute letter to dispute negative on your credit report? So again, there is no one solution. So the best dispute I would say to get negative on my credit report is to actually study the consumer laws. Because remember, the laws are in the books to protect you, they protect us. So when you write your letters, if you include something from the law in your letter, um, there's no guarantee it's going to come off the first round, but that makes your letter more strong versus you just going on YouTube, going on um, Google, and copying and paste a template that's been used like 10,000 million times, I just write the letter, write it from the heart, and include something from the FCRA, FDCPA, Truth for Lending Act. Just use, you have to use your own language against them. So that's the best way to get negative vibe off your credit report. Again, I definitely want to thank you guys. Like, share, and comment. I definitely appreciate the love and support. Um, I see some people that's always on here every week. I definitely, definitely... Definitely um, appreciate that, and I definitely want um I definitely want to have um I definitely want to say thank you to the producer and the technician because uh, without you guys this wouldn't be happening. Again, thank you. I definitely appreciate you. I love you guys. And again, I don't want to be the only credit hero. We all can be credit heroes. Again, follow me, Ronnie Francois, the Credit Lab Podcast. Again, you'll follow the He Said What Network, and then um. Thank you. Until next week, subscribe, like, and share.